Welcome to Talking Society with Ziti, Hose, and Jose. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Talking Society. Um, thank you for joining us again. Are you all ready for today's topic? I mean, we better be ready. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's a wasted episode. You want to introduce ourselves or not? Oh, know see, us? see. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody so, knows that. <laughs> uh, my name is Itrali. Um, I am the hostess for today's podcast. Um, and then with us, we have... We'll go this way. Is okay. that okay? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Host. <laughs> um, and I, she goes by Siti, so I'll call her Siti from yeah. time to time. So, yeah. yeah. And this is Jose. Awesome. Thank you. Anything else you want to share? Something so maybe fun no. fact? A fun, fun fact, fact. <laughs> about ourselves? Yes. <laughs> we were talking right before. Uh, I will go karaoke and I'll sing any song that I'm familiar with, regardless of the the vocal range, the genre. I don't care. I just sing it. I enjoy karaoke. Or how familiar? Yeah. Even if I'm unfamiliar, mm. I try to sight read, you know? Okay. We okay. do karaoke or sometimes we learn songs on the spot, like... Mexican songs, and then we'll sing them. Mm-hmm. We'll play the lyrics on Spotify. Oh. Yeah, we, uh, we warm up that way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. And let's mm-hmm. see. Fun fact about me. Uh, oh, host knows, but people, you probably don't know. One of my nostrils, uh, holes, is bigger than the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you, I wouldn't have like been able to tell. It's noticeably different. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it is. Like once you, once you tell somebody, they're like, dude, what happened to your nose? Yeah. You know? <laughs> they uh, didn't split equally at birth, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to my genetics. It's uniqueness. Your yeah. uniqueness. Yeah. Aww. It's like a kid drew it's his a defect, face, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Uh, what about you? You're not going to tell us a fun fact about you? I don't think we're going to let you off fun, the leash. I know. I was like ready to hop into our topic. Um, fun fact about me. I oh, did Taekwondo for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, really? Martial arts. Mm-hmm. Black belt. Black belt. Yeah. Do you do a little stance like really quick or no? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. I thought she was gonna ruin the camera for a moment. Oh, no. <laughs> She's kicking. No, I love I love watching watching. I just saw a TikTok video of Jackie Chan because I used to love Jackie Chan and the stunts mainly because um I think back in the day he would do his own stunts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just saw a video where it was him and his daughter watching like his older movies and how he was doing all his stunts and she's like oh you're amazing and like they both kind of teared they up they started crying right yeah they, i've seen i think everybody's it. watched that oh my yeah. gosh yeah. pretty nice i cried i cried yeah. with them did you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay um so yeah, i'm t- nervous today i'm t- a little, I'm a little <laughs> oh I, I think you're all gonna like the topic yeah. Yeah. yeah i i'm i want i'm interested to hear what you'll have to say okay um so today's topic is about commitment so the word commitment um, and I'm going to leave it broad um, but think about commitment within a relationship with a significant other does that commitment for you I guess how does that commitment look for you in a relationship with a significant other I'll let you start first oh I think man you have I don't yeah I'll let you start and then I'll explain mine let's see how this commitment look I think you just have to have, like, even if you have different, maybe, hobbies and stuff like that, I think you have to have maybe the, the same values, you know? Like, the same, like, foundation, and then maybe your frame could be a little bit different. Maybe, you know, she looks like an apartment. I'm more like a regular house, you know? 
but the inside you know it's like it's still four bedrooms or whatever goes in the inside is similar does that make sense yeah. right the foundation's the same then because if your foundation's like way too different you can't you can't put like a little trailer park home like next to a like a skyscraper hmm. you know what i mean yeah you don't know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so i would say your values have to align i think that so mm. I, I think so before i used to date a lot more on like oh i just want to date like a really attractive girl like that's like always like it's almost like i, I want proof myself right like so i don't even pay attention to anything else mm. and now as so i've gotten older which is funny because we were actually just talking about this now i try to pay attention to like other things so what are things that are important to me like i was on a on a relationship it was a seven-year relationship that was like i i almost ended up like losing myself like uh little by little by like all the things that i liked right so i think committing to someone now like for me they just have to accept me for who i am but they also have to respect like my values right like i'm gonna work hard i'm gonna be honest i'm trustworthy i'm loyal like i'm loving i'm caring so in order to commit like we have to share those but i also feel like you got to have your own set of my biggest thing that to committing is you got to have your own hobbies you know like i don't want to commit to some someone where i become like their muse or their um almost like the reason to be does that make sense like yeah. like for me to decide what they're going to eat what we're going to do for fun like, I don't want to be over somebody's life. Like, it should be about, like, enhancing each other's lives or, you know, taking, like, you know, next step. I think that's what I would look for. Like, if I, if I was another commitment again, uh, someone that's willing to go through, like, I guess, like, the tough times uh, with you. I'm not even sure if I'm ask, answering the question uh, properly, but um, let's see. I don't know. Was that commitment did i say anything about commitment or i think you hit on some points towards the yeah. end for sure yeah the whole house thing i mean i think i understood where you were coming that from but that's sense? because i know I, you i was trying to go but that, i mean i don't know if that was answering the question of commitment but yeah it's like your foundation has to be the same right to commit and i i guess you have to align with like your values and stuff like that because if it's too different I, I feel like as as much as you want sometimes to be maybe with a committed to a person or oh this person's like dreamy or whatever or you know like chicks get a lot of like flack for this like oh i'm gonna change them you know mm -hmm. but it's like your values like they're not going to align like if so they're never going to change because that foundation's already set so that's right. kind of where i was making the house point like that foundation's already set like it's going to be very difficult for you to all of a sudden change somebody that's not like you can't change them you know like might be able to make you happy for a couple of years or months, but then you you know you go back to who you are originally. So right, yeah, because if you do change like the house, right, you deconstruct and construct it back, it's a whole different house. It falls apart. Yeah, yeah. it starts to mess with the. Yeah, it's not that person with the integrity of the house. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, and then poof, mm -hmm. it all falls down. Okay. Then you got to rebuild. Yeah, awesome. No, I think that was awesome because I think you talked about kind of where you were coming from um in a relationship wise and then talked about commitment so i think you did answer the question okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah so your question is like how do we approach commitment or what my thoughts are on commitment your thoughts on commitment um okay so i i'm gonna start off by saying this i'm gonna try to answer the question directly because i can go off on weird tangents and i'll admittedly i do this he knows this because he's known me for years if i don't know something this this has nothing to do with you this is the fact that this is going to be posted in public right yeah um I'm a very private person for the most part. 
Uh, so if anyone asks me like a question that's personal, I find a way out of that question by distracting them with something else, and then we're on a new topic. So oh, uh-huh. like, sometimes if I if don't be afraid to call me out and and bring me back on the subject or the okay. the topic at hand. So commitment. Uh, I'm very. I've been very solo, like as an individual, my whole life. Like I always like doing my own thing as much as possible, um, because I always got just tired of. It's like the structure, like people expect this specific thing. I like venturing out to new areas, trying out new things. Um, and this doesn't mean like I don't respect women anytime I date them. Uh, I would just say I, I wouldn't have like he had seven years. I, I've never had anything close to that long. Right. Uh, so commitment for me would be I'm very loyal. I'm very open and honest with my intentions and my whereabouts like. I, I try to make it almost so abundantly clear it might even seem aggressive to some people on how like I communicate uh, like what I'm up to, what I like, what I don't like. But I just never want that person to like have to question where my loyalties are, if I like them, how much I like them. Does that make sense? So I almost over-communicate that, and that could be overwhelming for... I know, to extreme. Yeah, it has been very overwhelming for, for some women that I've dated. And then alternatively, uh, I, I, I guess... I don't know if I'm afraid of commitments. Maybe I am uh, or just reluctant because I don't want to let go of my own freedoms. Because even when I, you know, when we date, I I let them know, hey, I'm not going to be answering every moment you text me, every moment you call me. I actually prefer calling, to be honest, over text just because I think it's easier. It's quicker. I get more of a let me silence my phone. I can get better context with like voice. Right. Because I think a lot of people misread text. So you lose a lot of context in text. Um, commitment. What else should I say about commitment? But like I said, like I, I'm honest. Like if I tell you X, Y, Z, I'm I'm I like to think I'm a man of my word. And another thing too is if I've wrong, because I'm I'm not perfect, right? Like let's say I did something that they didn't agree with or didn't like. I think it frustrates them too because I'm so committed to trying to be a good person that I don't give them the time to let them even like vent or yell at me for wronging them. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I present, Hey, I wronged you X, Y, Z. Tell me how, what I can do to make it better. And they've even told me like, I just wanted to be mad at you for like a while. You didn't even give me that opportunity cause you owned it. And then you like try to already fix it. Mm-hmm. And they like wanted to be mad for a little bit. Does that make sense? Like I didn't give them the opportunity <laughs> to even yell at me because I yeah. already started being like, Hey, I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, and I'm sure this made you feel like this. How did you feel? Like I already start trying to uh, repair it, and they didn't get the moment or the opportunity to be mad at me. Which yeah. I don't know if that's selfish or not. I don't know if that's toxic from them. I don't know if that's toxic <laughs> for me to like get ahead of it because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with all that. Um, but uh, I so long story short, though, I haven't had like super long commitments. But at the same time, I will say I feel very comfortable that anyone I've dated, even for any extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, most have attempted to get back or like together, or at least they've n- never said anything bad about anything. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I can add something to what he said that I think kind of were very similar, and this is just like with commitments in general, it's like if for me, it's like super hard to commit just in general to someone or even to something. Cause like once I do commit, like I don't expect to break it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be one that's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm go into it it's like to me it's like you you're committed and that's like that's it you know and something that you don't have to question like um and i feel like all my relationships outside of like a girl but you know like friend relationships or 
just even consider you my friend it's just like crazy you know and then if we have a friendship commitment mm-hmm. like it's something to me that it's it's just like really can't be broken you know it's like we're super honest with all my friends like everything's we're very clear on like expectations like how we address each other like our boundaries and stuff like that and uh that's what it, to me it, it almost i almost feel like commitment means like too much mm. you know yeah so for you all how does commitment look like in, in different relationships right we talked about more of like your maybe romantic um relationships what about family commitment like in how does does that look differently from you all do you all have kind of the same um value within commitment I'd say the value is the exact same. The approach is different, right? Like, mm. I'm not trying to romanticize anyone in my family. I'm not from Alabama. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I guess an example that I was going to say, but it's cool that you asked this. It's like I do it with my family, too. I think most of my friends and family would agree, and anyone I've dated, that I'm excellent at giving gifts. Because I pay very close attention, right? I'm a very observant person, especially, like I said, if I'm going to be doing my own thing, like the time I spend with you, I'm going to be focused on you and I'm going to remember those conversations. Uh, so if like you, let's say, oh, I like this these earrings or I like mm-hmm. this game or something and you wish you could have it, but it's even just like a passing moment. Like someone says that a small talk, I commit that to memory and sometimes I'll like write it down or put it in my phone. So I know when their birthday comes along or Christmas or something appropriate, I get them that Oh, like you really I'm like so it shows that I pay attention to that it cares like my level of commitment and I think that's what's helped me in dating and as well as making sure I have very solid friendships or uh, relationships with my family mm-hmm. yeah and and I actually talked to one of our friends that recently had their birthday mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know until you told me reminding me oh yeah their birthday passed and I reached out to them like hey your, did, did your birthday really pass he's like yeah and he's like an elementary friend like from yeah. way back yeah. so I was like oh I'm so sorry yeah yeah so, cool thank you for sharing that how rude I know <laughs> I'm bad with dates <laughs> well commitment for me with like my family it's almost like something that we I guess we kind of have similar commitments too but it's like for me it's like my time is very important so even with my family or with my friends like i'm not going to ask you to you know commit your time and i don't expect you to ask me to commit your time for something stupid Mm. right like if my family's going to say oh i need help um what's something like i don't know uh moving a toaster or something that's like irrelevant i'm not going to show up you know that they they expect not to you know talk to me or ask me like that's something that i expect them to know how to do mm-hmm. but if it's something where it's going to be like time consuming or something where nobody's going to show up then they know that i'm going you know i'm committed to showing up with them or with my friends mm-hmm. uh and kind of to his point as far as like you know whatever gifting or just remembering you know things about your friends or your family like when i do commit my time i, I always want to be like to be special Mm. right so whether it's like with strangers like even at work right when it's like people that i don't know or that i'm not going to talk to outside of work like i want to make sure that you know everybody has like a good time that anybody can smile and laugh like that because that's Mm -hmm. like a part of like time that i can share with them a part of like time that i commit i guess to a company for a certain amount of hours you know so any any time that i commit to like families friends or like strangers i always you know try to make them be try to make it like memorable and just fun i think that would be like my commitment to to people probably thank you 
Um, another word, commitment, is like you mentioned, it's like maybe overboard or maybe too much. Um, if it's not commitment, um, I guess, how would you all define commitment? Like what's like a good commitment level? Because I know you all were mentioning you don't want the other person to really just rely on you and just be always with you all the time, but having your own space as well. Because what, what would be your ideal commitment? Oh, man, I don't know about this one. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm kind of like a cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> How so? <laughs> like, How I'll throw up a little bit. Nine lives. <laughs> I'll up on you for a little bit. He coughs up hairballs. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm clean. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, he... <laughs> um, a house cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and I even already know. forgot the question, you know? Is it well, like, or I guess what would break a commitment for you? Like, what's an like when somebody breaks a commitment relationship between you and the other I, person? I think it would just be being flaky, and then if they don't honor like my expectations, mm-hmm. right? Like, Hose, like, he has certain expectations of me, and then if I'm not like living up to those, right? Then our foundation back to the houses, yes. right? All of a sudden, that's not like the same person that he, you know, that he met or whatever you went into. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes, if you start like, we all we all have friends like that that you know we love them a lot, and then they just become different people, or they. I think that's part of growing up too. You know, you, you start getting friends that you know start having families and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, as sad as it is, like sometimes you lose some of those friendships, you know, and they, and they change like that. But I don't hate them, you know, like you miss them you know but i think you also you got to have like a balance of understanding like okay you know now they're like living with i guess in another life even though there's we can still kind of hang out but understand that you're not going to hang out the same right but as far as like if we're selecting the same maybe boat or whatever and i'm being like flaky with you or i'm not being loyal to you or uh you can't trust me and stuff like that then i'm not going to be committed to you if i can't depend on you as a person right. you know mm-hmm. so if, if i know like with with him i i can we can literally go years without talking and if i needed something like i'm stuck in like las vegas or some weird place and we haven't talked and i call him be like hey i need you to pick me up mm-hmm. and i don't even need to explain anything i just be like hey can you pick me up i'm stranded here that's the end of the call like i don't need to go into hey sorry i haven't talked to you or anything like that like i just say hey blah 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 pick me up you know right so i I think that would probably say like if your expectations for me it's just like to if you break the trust or whatever it's i I think i answered pretty decent wasn't it yeah i think so yeah uh if you will allow me i I did like your question before and maybe i interpreted it wrong but how do i manage my commitments yeah so it's not like too little or too much right Right. so make sure it's balanced i think that's a good question uh so are you familiar with the word altruism no so altruism is basically someone always does something to benefit someone, like to take care of someone else to their detriment, right? It's like someone who they think about other people so much and they do so much for them that it even harms them personally, right? Because they, they lose focus on themselves. They don't do things for themselves. They put themselves in a difficult position just to help out others. Like a people pleaser. Yeah. Basically. And then I think there's two aspects to it. I think some people are inherently born with that kind of nature. Uh, and they don't necessarily do it just as people pleasers. Like they just 
it's wired. It's just something they can't help. And I think there are other people that they're maybe they've been rejected so much as a kid or they, they fear rejection so much that they put themselves in that position. Uh, but either way, uh, I like like if I if you're close to me, then you mean a lot to me that I, you know, I, I would tend to fall on the side like I do want to do as much as I can for you. And I have to balance it to make sure because I've had it in the past where um, people like try to take advantage of it or not try like they have taken advantage of it. And then I I'll I have resentment for them afterwards and even for myself. It's like I allowed that to happen. Like I almost I smelled it, but I allowed it to happen. So that's on me. Like as much as I want to blame them like and that. Yeah, they are. They took advantage of me. I have to blame myself for it, too, to like make sure it doesn't happen in the future. Um, so that's. There's like the the phrase I don't know who coined it or who said it, but I'm sure you people say like, don't speak when you're angry, and then don't make promises when you're like really happy, right? Because you can overpromise or say like, oh, I promise to do this. Like I think a good one is when people say, oh, if I won the lottery, I would give you X amount of money. I'm like, you <laughs> say that now, but if you win, you what? You probably wouldn't think about me. Like right, unless we're right. really close, maybe you would. Hmm. Um, but you know how some people are like, oh, this and that. So let's say they gamble and they win the lottery, right? And now they won all the money. Guess who's going to be reaching out to you? And now you're the bad person because you said something and if you're not going to abide by it. Right. And then you might put yourself in a difficult position because you promised them money. And now, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't be giving them money. Anyways, uh, I always have to consciously think about making commitments to anything. Mm-hmm. Before I make it. That's why I hate it Like when I say, oh, I'll be here for this birthday. You know, we've talked about this before, right? Right. And if I can't make it last minute, obviously... Sometimes there are valid reasons to miss it, mm-hmm. but it still sucks to like miss it, right? Especially when you anticipated it. So that's why I'm pretty good at being able to say no if I know I can't make it. Right. Because I, at, at that point, then I know, okay, he's honest with me. He still cares because he'll still text me or whatever, or he checks in on me. So I think that's how I balance it. If I'm not able to be around someone, to his point, we could go years without speaking. But even in those years without speaking, I'm sure I text him like, happy birthday on his birthday. And I, my expectation of him is he does not have to respond back with a thank you. Mm-hmm. I just, as long as he knows and he's appreciative of it on his own time, I don't need a response from him. Or okay. anything else for that matter, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, like, I, it's a daily battle for me where I have to balance my commitments to people, both family and friends, to make sure I'm not overpromising on their side and that I'm not mm-hmm. being super selfish on my own time. Right. You know, I do have time to spare, I think. I've been seeing a lot of uh, these videos of people, you know, with businesses and things like that. And I get it. I mean, to reach a certain level of status, you do have to, like, almost be selfish with your time. I'm not willing to do that. I'm not going to put myself in that position to do it. Mm. Uh, people want to do it, that's fine. Um, but I never want to look back and miss, like, so many important events for people, right? Just because I wanted X amount of zeros in my bank account. Mm. I'd rather take the other route. I've been poor before. I can keep being poor. It's not that bad, honestly. Uh, at least in the States, it's not that bad. Okay. So um, I am selfish, but at the same time, I do make sure I provide time for friends and family. Okay. That was good. Thank well, you. That's, that's good. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I guess now that you brought it back to that, like there is like a certain amount of energy of like commitment that you have to place to every single thing in your life almost you know because mm-hmm. i was talking a little bit about work you know like my co my commitment to my co-workers is not the same commitment to my friends right yeah. or to my family and to his point like if you're kind of trying to put the same commitment to everything then you're gonna be exhausted you know you, you don't have that much yeah. like 
mental capacity then you can't even take care of yourself so that was pretty mm-hmm. that was pretty good okay yeah um because i feel like i'm a people pleaser and it is hard and it sucks when i'm not able to keep that promise it's like oh yeah i'll be there oh shoot but i also promised i was gonna do this other thing or my mom calls um and they need help like i'm more committed to family i feel like at any point it's like more family right who i'm more committed and i would drop everything for them um but then how does like how if somebody broke that commitment with you all um what would take to repair it is there even an option for the other individual to repair that commitment with you all you know i guess because you're saying one thing that's like one of the hardest commitments for me is like well we talk about the relationships and then the other is like planning because for time you know Mm -hmm. like i have a really hard time like planning things because i to your point, it's like, I don't want to be over planning. Right. Right. To where it's like, oh, well, now this came up mm-hmm. and you're always running. Like, does that not stress you out when you see somebody that's like, well, let me put you in my journal and they're like, pull up their calendar and you look at their calendar and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like you literally got every single thing down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that's like an unrealistic way to live. Like, you don't even know if you're going to be alive, like mm-hmm. on any of those other days. And you're like penciling somebody in. Yeah. Like, you're already, like, just opening that up is really stressful. And then you're, like, it's almost like you get lost in trying to complete those and even just enjoying, to this point, kind of, like, the time of letting it just happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I I think for me, I just, like, I I set my standards of, like, hey, I'm a cat. Leave me alone. But if it's something that you really need, like, I'll make sure that if it's super important to you, like, don't invite me to something that's not that important to you. If it's if it's going to be something super important for you, like, I'm going to make sure I'm there. Whether Whatever I have to do, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's just how I kind of set myself from, like, maybe letting somebody down in that aspect, right? Because it, it might be something where it's like, oh, you know, you come to my birthday party or something like that. And a lot of my other friends like i'm like i'm not gonna go to your birthday party man you know i'll bring you a you know a cake or a shirt or something like that or to his point if you know something really personal about your friends and something really thoughtful that you can gift them like sometimes that means more than somebody showing up to their party you know because right. you're like damn this person knows me this much they got me this gift right mm-hmm. that just it triggers like memories from every single gift like i try to give something like that like i'll give like random things and it'll be like, it'll trigger like emotions of our friendship. Mm. Uh, so if I give you something and I'm not at your party, you know, like, yo, I made your day with my gift, you know, like that's already like that already took way more time for me to put that together than me showing up to your party. You right. know, so it's not that I don't want to show up to your party, but I did find find it elsewhere in my time to give you this. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always if my, I guess, standards is like, hey, if it's not important to you, like. Maybe you can invite me, but knowing that I'm already not going to go and you're already not going to get mad. You know, so I have a lot of friends that will tell me, I know you're probably not going to go, but if you do change your mind, be you know, I'll be doing this. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me, hey, I'm having a baby shower or, hey, it's, you know, I'm getting married or something like that. And I, you know, and they give me like an invitation, I expect you to go like, I'm going. Okay. And will you, uh, how does it restore it or would you restore it if trust is broken because that was the question well, well yeah but i think it's like only the trust is only broken if like your expectations of it aren't clear so to me i really haven't 
I think I would already cut that relationship way before like it's you know what I mean? I don't well, think I would you even were asking get from to, your perspective. So like to your point, if they broke it, you just wouldn't be in their life. Yeah, I, I don't think I would even get to that point even because I feel like there there's so many like little things that you can I mean, because this is such a deep question for me, because there's like so many levels of uh, relationships, right. even of, yeah. of friendships, mm-hmm. right? If there's somebody that's always inviting you, like I have friends since, you know, from podcasts and stuff that, are, oh, you want to come to this club? You want to come to this bar? Like, blah, 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 like every single week. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tell them no, 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 no. So they probably, there's probably a, a lot of them that are like, well, this guy's a jerk or he's not going to, they're not going to restore that in me. But the relationship was never even there does that make sense mm-hmm. so i never it never really changed anything for me or for them like that i lost out on a person or that i didn't i know because i don't feel like i ever lost out on anybody if that's what i yes i see what i mean um short answer yes you can i i'm i'm willing to restore it uh it's very nuanced though so to to his point it's like such a deep question yeah a lot of things would have to happen and i have to consider a couple things too was the trust broken because i was emotionally not in a state to accept the reality of the situation. So um, I would consider myself someone who's good at handling my emotion. But a lot of people, when they see it for that from the outside, they think, oh, he doesn't experience a lot of emotion. The difference is not that I don't experience emotion. I have a lot of emotions that I experience. I'm just good at maintaining it, right? Like a poker face. Although I suck at poker. I don't know how to play poker and I refuse to ever play it. But like I keep a calm demeanor and I'm like very well thought out generally in most situations that doesn't mean i don't experience anger sadness you know all those normal human emotions so um like if something happens and i feel a specific type of way i have to give it like a couple days like am i just in a mood right now uh you know if i was in a happy mood that probably i would view it differently like maybe that wasn't such a big deal but i go back three days later and i realize okay they broke my trust explicitly like they did it on purpose right and maybe you know, if I was sad and they didn't mean to break it, like there was a reason why, like a valid reason. I'm like, okay, well, I hated it at the moment, but I didn't re- take into account the situation. But uh, so to restore it, to hopefully answer the question, I'd have to see an expressed behavior of pattern uh, for them to like fix it. Right. So let's say they broke my trust because they never reach out to me. They never uh, check in on me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like... Which is funny because I say I don't need people to check in on me. I really don't. Mm. I guess, I don't know if this is something you were trying to hint at. I also mirror expectations, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if you expect something out of me, then that whole golden rule, like, then okay, I'm going to expect that out of you. I don't know if you've ever had this where you've had people, they don't talk to you. And then let's say they just text you or call you like at 8.30 or 9 p.m. at night. Hey, I'm in the area. Do you want to go grab something to eat? And you're like, well, no, I just already ate. Then they like play victim. Oh, you never want to do anything with me, X, Y, Z, to where I'll immediately shoot back and just be like, okay, that's funny because the last four times I've been in your area that I told you two or three days ahead of time where you could pencil me in, you never even responded to my text. But I answered you and I told you no, and now I'm like the bad guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a weird example, but like those those are things I would have to take into account. So that's, Mm -hmm. um, I'll mirror back the expectation. So if you're falling on your expectations of from me like mirroring back mm-hmm. i'm willing to restore i mean depending i guess how long do i know this person how deep does the relationship go because i mean a lot of people are like oh we've been friends 20 years sometimes you make a better connection with someone you met a year ago 
that was someone you've met for you know 20 years uh so i have to you know do i really want them that much in my life if yes i'm willing to work towards it um i do like to have conversations like i said earlier i'm a very open and honest person Mm -hmm. um so i'd have to see and almost even tell them because i think it would be unfair to have like Oh, I expect them to do all this, and if they're not going to do it, then you know, get out of here. I'm going to ghost you. So I'd have to see the have the conversation, and then I guess just see the progress. And if there is none, then I also I feel I owe them an explanation, like, hey, uh, this, or if they're even the person who's just ghosting, then okay, I, I can ghost at that point. But mm-hmm. if we had good communication, I feel I owe them an explanation as to why we fell away, like apart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to piggyback off what he said, because I think you you like kind of close it out pretty good it's just like mm-hmm. if you're mirroring like your level of expectations kind of like to its point it's just like it's kind of hard to break basically that trust almost because you guys are already expecting you know maybe we're going to be flaky maybe this is not as steep of a relationship and stuff like that it doesn't mean this much to either of us right. so if you're both on the same page and i think both of us are very picky with like picking people mm-hmm. so uh, like, I can literally say, I don't, like, it's even hard for me to think, like, how many people have, like, really broken my trust. Because it's just to even give you that kind of trust or whatever. It's, it's, it's like, really hard, you know? But, yeah. like he said, like, if you're mirroring your standards and stuff like that, back to, like, the whole commitment and the relationship stuff, like, yeah. you know, then your whole foundation, same houses, you know? Couple duplexes together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, y- y'all brought in trust and commitment. Do you all feel those are two separate things? I mean, they can go hand in hand, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I mean, if you commit, then you trust that the commitment is going to be met. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to even break it down trust to try and separate them. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, I want to separate them because I think that's about the point. I always like breaking mm-hmm. things down almost unnecessarily. You can say you can trust a doctor, but you're not committed to the doctor. Correct, yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Someone dating and you don't even trust them. Yeah. Mm. And you can trust someone. You can be them. in a committed relationship. Maybe you're just, you know, it's a fling, <laughs> friends with benefits, mm-hmm. but you don't trust each other, right? Yeah. Something like that. So maybe those are examples. What other things would you be committed to? Uh, I mean, you could. You, you could trust your uh, employee, your uh, employer, your place of work mm-hmm. to maybe even make the right decisions. But your heart's not in it, so you have no commitment to the work. Um, or vice versa, you're very committed to the work, but you don't trust that they have like your the right leaders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced both. Where I've had yeah. employers where I'm like, this company really does look out for me, mm-hmm. uh, and the employees, I just don't have like my heart in what I'm doing. Right. And vice versa, where like I love the people I'm with. Um, I trust the direct people around me. Mm-hmm. I'm committed. But I do not trust the leaders of the organization to take it to where it should be going. Okay. And that's where you feel like maybe you need to change or remove yourself from that environment? From the environment, yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, because I, like I said, I I don't ever want to take advantage of anyone because I don't want to ever be taken advantage mm-hmm. of. I have been. And I'm sure. No, I'm sure. I have taken advantage of people before in my younger years. Uh, and I've done my best to reach out and apologize to them. Uh, I know it sounds very corny. It sounds very weird, but I feel like so many people are afraid of even having like the ghosting concept to me is a weird one. Uh, I don't like using the word coward very often because I think it's a very strong word, Mm. but I feel ghosting is a very cowardly way out in my personal opinion. Like of all the things you do, you can, you can simply text someone. Oh, that's not my preferred 
method of communication, but it's just as easy as doing that instead of mm-hmm. ghosting somebody. Um, I'm getting off topic right now, but the so I don't know if you're in a place where the, either the trust or the commitment's not there. Depending on the situation, you might want to add it because I think too many people are way too quick to bounce. Right, mm-hmm. like, oh, this place is too toxic. Like, it's not toxic. Like, maybe it's your personality. Because, like I said, I'm I'm like that. I'm so stubborn in my ways. I've been mm-hmm. called stubborn, and I have to accept it. I am a stubborn person. Where if I think like this place could be good for me, or this could be good for me, but I refuse to like, commit to it or refuse to trust it, that's on me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's good to flee. Like if you're in a, I don't mean to laugh. Like if you're in a an abusive relationship. Right. I mean, depending on the level of abuse and what it is, because some people perceive abuse, but it's really not like if you look at it, you know, you've made yourself the victim per se. Right. Um, I'm not saying all of them are. I'm saying some people. Yeah, I'm sure you've had people who are like, oh, I'm being uh, Uh, victimized or like you're actually doing this to yourself. Like you're sabotaging your own relationship. Right. Mm. Um, Can you provide an example? Yeah, uh, I had and I will never drop names on here, but I had a friend. Mm. A very close friend. We're no longer friends, actually. I won't explain why. Maybe on another episode. Uh, she broke trust. That's why I guess that's the start with it. But she was dating this guy. She kept telling me, loved him, loved him, loved him. She lived an extremely promiscuous lifestyle before meeting him. <laughs> and she always thought, she always trusted to talk to me about, like, risks of it, like, my thoughts about it. And I go, I'm not going to stop being your friend just because you live a promiscuous lifestyle. As your friend, though, I will say that it does concern me. If you're not trying to be careful, right, with protection, because at least if you have a stranger, that stranger could be the one that abuses you or, you know, like to be candid, kills you. Like you see those stories on Mm -hmm. like Dateline and things like that. That's where stuff like that happens. She's like, okay. Okay. After about, I want to say maybe four or five months with this, and this guy was really good to her. And I I only know this because I've seen multiple times. I was always at their house because we were very close friends. Mm -hmm. She decides to start stepping out and cheating on him. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this until about maybe two months after she started that. And then she started telling me, oh, he's just changed. He's trying to be, he's insecure. He's telling me that I can't go out with my friends anymore. And so I started asking why. And then she started confessing to all that. Right. I go, okay, well, I mean, I think those, that makes sense if I were him. Because if you're hanging out with these friends and these are the friends that you're going and cheating on him, like, with in that circle then it stands to reason that's a pretty, like, you didn't have any issues beforehand, right? And she goes, no, he's always treated me nicely. That's why, well, you're the problem. No offense to you. And mm. So that, that she was self-sabotaging, in my opinion. So she wouldn't be the one to leave. Technically, he would have to be the one to leave. If he wanted to repair it, that's on him. If right. she wanted to commit and build that trust, that's on her too. Mm-hmm. But that's where I mean, like, the, the concept. I, I, but anyways, if you're in an abusive relationship, like, it's obviously abusive, then you should probably leave. I don't. I would never encourage someone to try to work it out um, mm-hmm. because I think that's a dangerous, there's statistics around it, but where was I going with this? See, this is Trust where... and commitment, but can I just add uh, something real quick? Trust they're mutually exclusive, but they can be inclusive at the same time. That's yes. I, I. Hopefully that answers your question. I was just going to say trust and commitment. You got to have both in order for whatever you want to work. Because mm-hmm. the way that I was thinking about it is like uh, you want to lose weight, right? You can trust the methods to lose weight, but if you're not committed to eating healthier or you're not committed to going to the gym, it's not going to work, mm-hmm. right? So there's like probably like a lot of examples I think that you can kind of pull from that. Uh, you can trust something and know that it works or you can be committed, but you don't trust yourself and you kind of 
almost back to his story, you like self sabotage mm -hmm. yourself the whole time with. So I think you need both for it, for something to work. Both is okay. Can I plug in this thing? Because you know how people say "fake it till you make it." Yes. I generally disagree with that statement. Okay. So in this, I'm going to tie it into the trust and commitment. You'll see a lot of people who have these uh, IG accounts. Back to the whole thing with the people that do these business things and don't have friendships, right? They're committed to trying to make it big, but even they don't trust like what they're they're doing themselves. And I think that shows like the fan base will also realize that you don't really even believe yourself. You don't trust yeah. yourself to be doing the thing correctly. So they're not going to trust you because you don't even trust it. But you're committed to trying it. Every week I'm going to be posting. Every week I'm going to do however many reels or stories about this is how you approach business. This is how you deal with childhood trauma. But because you don't even believe it, people aren't stupid. It, even the dumbest person you you can think of, I, I promise you, if they pay attention, they can smell bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's another thing. Like People are committed to a cause because they want the, a specific outcome, right? And this, oh, I want the cloud. I want to have a million dollars in the bank. I yeah. want to have 80,000 followers. Um, so I'm going to commit to doing this, but I don't trust that this is something that is actually a viable out, uh, avenue for me. Because even I don't trust it, but I'm just going to do it because it looks popular. Mm -hmm. It works for other people, so it's got to work for me. It's like when people say fake it till you make it, I understand the concept, yeah. but I don't really agree with it. I think the trust yeah. is like more psychologically too. Like if, yeah. if somebody doesn't believe that or like when I sold cars, I was committed to selling cars, but there was times where I wouldn't trust myself like that. I didn't have it in me to be a good salesman mm -hmm. and people could pick that up. Like yeah. literally I would have like six people talk to me mm -hmm. and I, I'm committed to like the plan, what they tell us to say. And since I don't trust like, you know, my knowledge, my knowledge or like my sales experience that there, whatever happened to me. Yeah. Like everybody can just sniff it out. Like nobody trusts you as much mm -hmm. as you're like trying, like nobody would want to buy a car from me. And I could go like two weeks like that. Mm -hmm. And then until you feel good about yourself and maybe you get that trust back in you or that confidence, like everything works, but it's, it's kind of crazy how that works. Like, you know, what's really good brain. at that oh. women, women will smell bullshit from a mile away. <laughs> like that's what like, uh, so, and this is as a guy, right? Who mm -hmm. I've tried playing, uh, not playing a pickup game, but you know, when you, when I have to approach someone to make my intentions known or whatever, mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, that is a good, come on, man. That's a good like, point to bring it up with women. Like, I, I'm very like, honest, <laughs> though, but I think that's why so many of my relationships have worked. Uh -huh. Like, even if it's short term, like they've never had anything bad to say. Mm -hmm. Um, so I make my intention known right out the gate. So they don't have to like do any sort of thinking right about it. I think even most, any of the women that I approached that didn't know me personally, would even feel like they're like, okay, I, I, this is weird that he's asking me out, but I don't think that they ever felt in danger or that I mean any harm to them, right? Like, mm -hmm. if they said no, okay, hey, thank you for your time, have a good night, I leave them alone, and they would go about their day. Um, I have a lot of female friends, and I know they can smell, but the the issue is when they lie to themselves, but mm -hmm. they know it, and I tell them that too. Like, if you really feel it, trust your gut instinct. Like, if if you felt this person was bad out the gate, trust yourself. Women are so good at it. Like, I see it from my mom, my sister, my female friends. Women can smell so much bullshit. I and I use the dating market because I think that's, like, the most uh, scuzzy one, right? Like, mm, yeah. men are pretty grimy. Uh, men aren't that good at social cues, generally speaking. Women, as long as they're not in a state of, like, maybe under drugs or alcohol. And if they don't lie to themselves, they'll smell the bullshit a mile away. You can't really fool them. Mm. Unless well, they want to be fooled. I mean, I was just going to add to that, which made it... 
So it's like almost women, like you said, they can sniff out a lot, trust, all that stuff. But a lot of the times women are way more committed to the idea of what something could be. Yes. Or mm-hmm. the fairy tale that they want it to be. So that's way greater than like this giant, this red flag over here of like where they know it's like not good for me or like where there's no trust. Right. Like there's, they get so stuck in the commitment part of like this like giant fairy tale that they'll ignore everything just to be committed to this like grandiose like ending Mm -hmm. that actually makes sense with like uh so the job i was in i was a supervisor uh so they always had us take like uh employment law and things like that i paid attention because all that stuff was always interesting so in i'll use domestic violence right and more often than not is generally women being the victims right there were very few men but it happens for men but mostly women and so, like, the law enforcement and all the courts always say that I think it's 80% of the women who leave always end up coming back. Like, they're too committed to the relationship. Mm. And it's to his point, it's because they have, like, this idea. He said earlier in the show, he's like, oh, I want to change him or I can change him. Like, I have the power to change him. And that's, like, pretty dangerous. So, like, they're, they're so committed to it that even though they know they shouldn't trust him, they just ignore that, uh, like, that red flag or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's why I always, like... Any of my female friends, I always thought, hey, trust your gut instinct. Like, I know it may seem you don't want to be rude. You don't want to. But like, that, that's your safety or, you know, your mm-hmm. your peace of mind. So just trust your gut instinct. Right. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's we'll <laughs> some triggering words. It was just, that's what I was saying. It was yeah, like such a deep no. question when you're yeah. like, well, I see it because I, I have, off, I, there's like so friends, many angles yeah. or so many ways. Uh-huh for it to work that's why it was just like i mean i've seen it i know you've had female friends and he's had female friends that you're like you know that guy's not good for you and it, right. let's not say that they're abusive or anything but it's like you know it's not going to work out in the long run they're not committed to you there's not like anything growing from it so why are you even with him yeah and and i think i see it with um some of my friends where um they they would tell me well i don't like this and this and that about them and then i'm thinking well we already knew this like your value like i know you i know this is not something you look like in a relation like for your own self like i know you're very um you want to be up there and you are always looking to grow um and all i'm hearing is that this other partner significant other is kind of like holding you back because you're you're now treating them like always baby not babying them but um pushing them to always do it and but they're not giving you that same support that that you're looking for why are you stuck in that relationship you know but maybe it's like the idea or i already been with them for so long right and i don't want to or or i'm afraid to leave that commitment that's a dangerous to to go to look look out for myself you know so i don't know right yeah Yeah. that's crazy yeah and then guys too do i have so many friends like uh specifically from like oh i don't find like uh, i mean both i don't find good men i don't find good look at where you're looking at right like if you're not looking for something stable you're not going to find anything stable um and then you know where you should or shouldn't find people well even my example from earlier when we were talking about i don't know when i said well i always just only looked into attractive girls right i never really wanted to care to know so i was more committed to you want to see what like attractiveness and stuff like that than trusting like everything else that like we te- we don't even match we don't have anything in common our hobbies don't align but i'm so committed into oh i just want the super hot girl you know so it's a like guys do it too basically huh. y'all do it too 
I yeah, think. of course, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. we'll take accountability, okay? Yeah, of course. <laughs> but we'll edit this part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything all y'all want to talk about commitment? Um, y'all kind of pretty much touched on kind of the questions that I had for commitment. Anything else from a different angle that y'all want to talk about? You don't have any other questions? Because I think we already got stuck like in a commitment for quite a while. Yeah. No? Yeah. Oh, well, karma. I know y'all mentioned karma. Um, it, it is, I think, separate though from commitment. So I'm not sure. Yeah. We did. We, did. we talked yeah. about so many things. Yeah, Jose talked yeah. a little bit about karma. Uh, what can okay. you tell us about karma? Yeah. Um, let us into your into your no, thoughts. No, he sold you... cars, okay? He didn't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, do you all believe in karma? Like, do, like good and bad karma? Like, if you do something bad um, to someone else, um, that is going to come and kick your butt later on? Or do Absolutely. you feel like people get away with a lot of things? No, I, I think... I, mean, I think it... Uh, they get their uh, what's that term just desserts later right like everything does come back around that could be 70 years down the road you never know right mm-hmm. um like let's say someone like a guy who manipulates all these women right into just sleeping with them and if they were honest and the women agree to it like they consented okay like that that's between you two but i have known some men who will tell a woman what they want to hear just to get him in bed right um let's say you know fast forward 10 15 20 30 years they could be lonely and but they act like they don't want like they're okay being lonely and some some guys and some women are okay not having anything like going on like as far as marriage but maybe he didn't want like a woman he comes home every day looks at his empty house and he has no one to like share his downtime with and he the world may not see it but i, I guarantee he's like feeling it later you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, yeah so you can't yeah do you think Things come back around. You reap what you sow. It may not be immediate. You know, outside looking in, you might want to see it being done sooner, but you never know. Like the delayed karma might be even worse for them. Like it hits them all alone. They don't have any friends. Uh, we talk about some of the people we interact with often, and it's surprising to like. Because I've always felt I've been surrounded with a lot of good friends. You know, I picked my friends really well. I I know I'm loved. I'm always supported, and vice versa. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, anyone that's in my circle should know I love them and I support them. But then we'll like talk to some of these people, mostly guys, I think, because guys are not good at sharing I'm not very good at sharing that stuff. I'm like, I'm surprised that they don't have anyone they can rely on to even talk to as a, as a normal friend. Mm-hmm. Like, what have you been doing in the past decades? Like, you don't have any guy friends you can call up and be like, hey, let's go grab uh, a bite to eat. Let's go watch a movie. And I need someone to talk. Let's just go walk around in a park. You know, it's some people might say that sounds corny or stupid. It's that, like, that's very valuable. It's important to have people uh, like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's their karma. Like maybe they were trying to use people for status and they wanted to like set up or just whatever. So I think that's a form of karma. Like if you're even if 20 years old and you don't have any set of friends outside of like maybe moving to another country. Mm-hmm. That, to me, that's maybe that's some form of karma. karma. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you're just bad at socializing. That could be true, too. But mm-hmm. yeah. I would just say, like, I don't know, it's, like, good and bad karma, like, and just karma in general, like, what, to me, why would you waste so much energy? I think it's so much more draining to have bad karma, Mm -hmm. you know? It's, like, you're putting bad vibes, you're, you know, stealing from somebody, you're, you know, playing with them, or whatever you're doing that's, like, in a negative way, when they say, well, karma comes back, like, they're adding so much negative things into their life, yeah, yeah, eventually, like, a bunch of stuff is gonna go 
you know bad for them and even if it feels like it's not like just like the weight that they have to carry all of that stuff with like mm-hmm. yeah the burden they, is a karma they have to yeah they have to sleep with all of that you know the fact that they screwed their family over or their friends over that they stole from someone mm-hmm. and if you just try to be like for me i just try to be super positive everywhere i go um and just spread i don't know good karma good vibes and just put as much as you can out there and that's that's a lot easier sometimes like you can get hurt doing that you know but even if you do it's like all right somebody got mad at me for being nice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so just like yeah so yeah. it's it's i don't know so you're like still happy it doesn't like if there's anything that happens from being nice it's i don't think it's like anything closely to maybe being like rude all the time like i just can't imagine like some people like that like their whole life is a mess and then just imagine trying to go to bed just like knowing every single thing yeah. that you did you know you might make somebody cry and that person maybe cried for a couple of days but you literally have that in your mind like in your body like mm-hmm. you can't even let it out you know like you have to like live with it that's like oh man that's sad yeah on another i'll take accountability as we mentioned earlier uh i can be i'm not vindictive but i i can hold a grudge i'm kind of petty sometimes mm. uh and so my karma comes back around with just my own peace like i've disturbed my own peace by just having a grudge like yeah. this person probably doesn't think about me anymore they've already i'm much better at it now but like if you would have talked to me 10 years ago uh i held so many petty grudges for no reason uh so I, I, i've been trying to be a changed man um, I still have pettiness that seeps through every once in a while. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I make peace with it, other times I do not. And when I do not, that's for sure. I'm like, I did this to myself. I need to like, let it go. Mm. And that's usually when I reach out to someone, hey, I harmed you in this way. Uh, if there's anything I can do to make it better, most people go, like, hell, I don't, I don't remember this, but okay, cool. Mm. So that I can sleep better. Mm. I might have to try that because I am a very person that holds grudges and very petty as well. Oh, really? Very, so, yeah. Yeah, when I was pregnant with my second daughter, I don't, I don't even remember what my husband did. Oh, but you have more of an excuse than and... I did. I was never pregnant, have hormones <laughs> like that. But continue. But and he loves drinking coke, and so he put his coke in <laughs> his like freezer, in the freezer. And I saw, I'm like, oh no, you messed with me today. So I took out the the coke from the freezer and left it just for room temperature, and I put it on the on our kitchen. Wait, why do you think he harmed you with that? Like, why, why did he... What intention oh, did he have? I don't remember what he did, but I remember he did something very small that I, I now I forgot. So it wasn't okay. even worth getting angry or holding a grudge for it. So you got back on by taking the Coke, coke out. Oh, yeah, because okay. I know that's something he really likes. He likes a cold Coke. Um, but I was pregnant. I was angry with what he did. I don't remember what he did. And I left and I put it, don't mess with your petty pregnant wife. And so, yeah. And he laughed. So, again, it, it was something so small. But... I hold grudges. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I that feel was, like those are also like fun, funny parts about the relationships, though. When you're in a relationship, those are but, inconsequential. And yeah. you had the excuse of like the hormones of being pregnant. Mm. I look pregnant, but I've never been pregnant. You know, <laughs> but I was angry. Yeah. I was, I was truly angry. I'm like, how could I harm him you, without getting in you trouble? You ruined his peaceful coke. You, know, <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to come home after work, sit down. Yeah. But it's like innocent harm. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm. Like, if you really wanted to harm him, you could have done something else. But yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. what's funny is what i mean like sometimes like that when you know somebody that close like 
you know, like maybe their pet peeves, you know? So it's like, oh, oh I'm going to hit him with one of his pet peeves. So maybe yeah. you hit him with like one of those, which yeah. he probably thought it was cute. Like, because mm. at the end of the day, he's like, oh, she knows that this means a lot to me. So mm. technically it was cute for him, you know? Oh. Yeah, that <laughs> one's inconsequential. Yeah, to his point, it's inconsequential. Yeah. Like you didn't really yeah. harm him. Because so. I would have yeah. thought it was cute, you know? Mm. This yeah. B word. Someone with OCD, right? They don't like their cabinets open. They yeah, just open, open them all, all right? Like, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, what the fuck, and they have to close them all. Yeah. But then it's funny, you know? Yeah. Then, yeah. So, yeah. Um, any karma, like bad karma or good karma that y'all experience that y'all want to share? An example? A story? I don't know. Do you have one or do you have one? I'm trying to think. See if I, I mean, this is over the span of a couple of years. I've been trying to be more uh, emotionally expressive. Mm hmm even made that known to a lot of my friends appreciate them and i love them and i i think that's the good karma in this uh example is that like the relationships have uh strengthened like i don't it's intangible i cannot quantify it in sort of any metric of uh measurement but i feel like a difference with my friends uh when we hang out like i i, I would say like the love, I don't know, like it's palpable. Like you can feel it almost. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? That's really good karma for sure. Um, even sometimes I know this seems stupid, but like I, I hate driving. I don't like traffic. Uh, if I have to drive more than fifteen minutes, that to me is like a road trip. But I always make sure if there's a lot of traffic, and I I always get mad that people don't let people onto the road. Like you're already stopped. Give them the gap so they can come in, mm-hmm. so that the other people can keep going in too. Uh, like those small things always lead to. Let's say someone, like, I accidentally cut them off. I think they're less mad, but I think that's because I let someone on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, they cut me off. I'm like, no big deal. Like, uh, I expect them to be mad at me or flip me off. And then they, like, say, I'm sorry. Like, you can tell that they're, they feel bad for it. Mm-hmm. I think that's good karma because it just reminds people, especially when you're in, like, a, a machine that weighs, like, half a ton or a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, one wrong mistake and your life could be over in a, like... So I think any interaction, I've never had a bad uh, road rage reaction. Yeah. Not that I get mad on the road per se. He's allergic. But (laughs) I know some people that do. And like, I just, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but just letting people on the road, letting people pass, Mm -hmm. uh, not being upset that someone, because I think everyone takes everything so personally, especially on the road. You know, I just want to get home after a long day of work. Oh, they cut me off. And, you know, I sometimes just like shrug and like I do this. Mm-hmm. And that's when I see them like, oh, I'm sorry. Like they realize it. Yeah. And then I just like, well, not. I'm like, no worries. No big deal. And it, I think mm-hmm. both of us leave like, okay, well, let's not make it a big deal. And I, mm-hmm. I know that seems odd, but I think that's good karma. Yeah. I mean, I'm more brave in, in traffic because nobody sees me and nobody really hears me. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> They can't she get out. Drive. Yeah, <laughs> she's in an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> she takes a lift. <laughs> the windows were tinted. Yeah. <laughs> she's in the UTA bus. You see a little Mexican chick flipping you off? It's seen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, for me, any karma like before. So for me, growing up, I kind of grew up kind of like hostile, whatever. You know, it's like a lot of stuff going on with my family. So I was never allowed, even growing up, like to have like emotions, right? Like even really at, at school or anything like that i always have to be like a silent assassin like a killer you know like i just mm. have to be like uh but i'm always i've always been like very loving caring like happy and stuff like that uh and i think maybe up to maybe like maybe a year before covid i would still i would almost put people through like a little bit of a trial right like if you were my co-worker or something like that i like i would be kind of like a douchebag to you or just kind of 
do kind of like petty little things hazing just, uh, yeah exactly like mm. that to see like i would try to get you to break almost and mm-hmm. then like if I, you're like if you didn't break or if you're like acknowledged like hey dude like if you try to check me then i'm like okay you're cool mm-hmm. you know and now like i've i've been more just like open of just like loving and caring and just happy just off the bat you know just uh, be myself and just be just be me basically you know and i mm-hmm. uh, and almost like to his point that he kind of made it's like i just feel so good you know like because that's who i am you know like i just feel good like being myself so uh sometimes people aren't used to it i feel like like yo what are sometimes like if i'm too like cheery or you know i'm mm-hmm. too like psyched up or like goofy with someone i'll be like yo what's going on you know yeah like relax a little bit uh but now i just like i just feel so good i feel like probably like the most free that i felt like ever in my life like i you know like i just you just feel so good just like being yourself i don't know mm-hmm. so i would say so that's how i got rid of my old karma like just hazing people being bad and because that, that would backfire sometimes you know like you would hurt people's feelings or sometimes they wouldn't take it mm-hmm. the right way and then people think you're a jerk and i'm like yo like i didn't mean to i didn't mean to hurt you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like i just you know i love and then if i kind of tease i'll then i'll tease them after and mm-hmm. then maybe they get their feelings and i'm like hey man remember yo i'm good i'm just i mm-hmm. tease you because i love you basically mm-hmm. instead of in reverse okay oh last cool. one for good karma i think and i are really good at this uh like your typical service worker employees like cashiers right they i mean i'm sure they have a lot of boring people come through but they for sure have people that are mad and like yell at chew them out for no reason just joke with them a little make their day by making them laugh you Mm -hmm. know just and you can tell like it changes their mood even just for a moment that they like that someone took the time to ask them a couple questions or say a couple nice things about them uh just because i mean yeah it's gotta suck right like when you at any job it mm-hmm. sucks like everybody that has a job having knows. your fake smile yeah. so when you have someone mm-hmm. come through and actually make you laugh or takes a a genuine interest in you it's it, like it helps them a little bit so I, I i think i've had a lot of good karma with that yeah and, and last one really quick yeah because you reminded me of something <laughs> okay of just like being nice to somebody you're just like putting good karma whatever out there like mm-hmm. A lot of it's just saying hi to somebody, you know, like just mm-hmm. like, hey, how are you doing? And actually just wanting to learn something. We have a lot of things in, in common. Uh, I am now part of a senior citizen uh, group that we hang out mm-hmm. at parks. Uh-huh. And it's literally all retired senior citizens. And they all like have a blast. Like uh, when I go and they're like, they'll tell other senior citizens about me, you know, yeah. like, oh, they, this is so sad. And I was like telling, I was like, dude, you got to come hang out with the senior citizens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all of just being like positive, you know, not mm-hmm. being afraid to tell somebody hi or like, hey, how's it going? And like to talk to a random stranger mm-hmm. just off of like putting out good vibes there. And then you just get to now I go to the park on the weekends and it's just like a bunch of us there hanging out with like, dude, how good of karma or vibes is it like? It's just a bunch of senior citizens, you, a bunch of dogs playing, running around. It's like, man, it's so fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For me, yeah. you know, for them. Yeah. You it's guys awful. got a couple of years. Oh. You know? oh <laughs> <laughs> and they have short-term memory loss. Oh. And if their last couple of years are good yeah. because of you, yeah. Yeah. good karma. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about karma? Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Is that it? Yes. Sorry. We're waiting I don't know for what you. time. Sorry. Oh. I should have wore wear my watch. 
We're about an hour in. We've done an, an hour in. An hour, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's. That's good. Yeah. Call it a day. When, I'll have a oh, yeah. question for you. That's yeah. Okay. Of course. So we've talked about, uh, I guess, culture and identity. Yes. And then now, of course, commitment. How have you come up with these topics? Do you wait like for throughout the week and you uh, an event happens? You're like, maybe this is something you discuss, mm. or do you have like a journal and a diary? Like, I have to break down all these things. We can discuss it. Um, the first one for culture and identity, I actually got it from um, my siblings and I with our podcast. That was our main one that we did, and I really like the conversation, and it helps me to get to know both of you better, to know kind of who you are. I think that just helps me know people more and how i can react or how i can what type of i guess posture i can use and stuff like that sure um so that's why that, that was i use actually chat tbt for some of the questions that way maybe they're a little bit too deep <laughs> um and then this the second one um it just um came because after our conversation um, for the first podcast that we did, the first um, recording, uh-huh. um, y'all talked about kind of relationships. So I'm like, what's something like good that we can talk about relationships? And commitment came to mind uh, while I yeah. was driving. I was like, oh. I, I think, think it was good. good. It, it was honestly like really hard to answer almost like mm. on the spot, you know, like well, and to me, so, so many levels and stuff. Well, yeah. like I said, I, I have a difficult time being very open about things and I'm trying to change that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good topic of discussion. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Okay, good. Yeah. And this one was more like, I'll just ask as they go. I'm like, they, because y'all are like pretty chill. So I'm like, okay, yeah. try to be and like that, CT. Like, you can do it. <laughs> I'm glad too, because I know we both, uh, we told you last time after recording, we mm-hmm. we can get passionate. Uh-huh. It's like our energy can be overwhelming to some people. So they might do it as like almost a bit aggressive. It's like, mm-hmm. we're not aggressive. We're just trying to convey it and okay. i've seen other people do it too so it's like a, a form of communication okay, and that's so. how i felt the first episode i was like here are the questions i have listed um and now it's more like okay well, let's just go based off foot let it flow cool yeah yeah i hope right. y'all like that for sure yeah it was nice yeah. appreciate you cool yeah. no i appreciate y'all for letting me be here so did you want to plug in your other uh podcast with your sister I mean, you're the you're the host you can yeah. do whatever yeah. you want we're just yeah, here know, we're just huh? helping you we're out. just the brains yeah. um check out cafecito con chisme on spotify um, we cafecito only have like, con chisme. Say a little bit slower. Cafecito con chisme. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is podcast with just my siblings, and we talk like random topics. So we have the culture and identity. We talked about um, sexuality, religion, and it's mainly just based on our personal experiences. So nothing concrete, like research based or anything like that. So yeah, All right. y'all just want to hear us. We're there. All right, hasta luego. Thank Bye. you.